0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? last forever the stanley cup final on abc
0: and espn plus begins saturday can't get enough of the fan in the morning shown up because this is nothing like that working alan jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show
2: very sexy robot hey look at that pig shenanigans naked yoga my mother had a bad experience with these ghosts let's hump the fence it's alan jerry's postgame podcast all right, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Jerry Recco will be back tomorrow. He's in Columbus, Ohio today to do Rutgers, Ohio State. So Eddie He joins me on the podcast. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Eddie, do you get your dog's a Christmas gift?
1: Uh, Nothing like uh, formal, you know. We,
2: Where you wrap it up or that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, no, we actually don't. You know, we just, because, uh, like, honestly, if you think about it, they, they don't, don't know. They don't know. They don't care.
2: They don't know and don't like, care, you right.
1: know, a, a cookie here or there yeah. under the tree, a toy, this or that, you know. It, it really, it doesn't matter. It's a nice idea, and it's cute pictures and all, but honestly, they don't care.
2: Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten my dog a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Though. I've had her for, I uh, had, her, had her in twenty, twenty one. 21. This would be 22. This would be my third Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Like Gina gets her a gift, uh, my parents. Uh, so then I feel like, hmm, does the, does the dog know I'm not giving her a gift? So I just ordered her a gift this morning. I ordered her a, uh, a, a you know, she likes the stuffed uh, animals, the stuffed sure, yeah, toys. Yeah. She doesn't rip them up. She just she likes to squeeze the, that's right. it. Make a squeaky noise. Yeah, she likes to squeaky noise. She's, she's never destroyed one. I got her one. It's a shark, and uh, it moves like a fish out of water.
1: Oh, it has like a little thing in it that yeah. makes a move
2: yeah i think you from what i was looking at it looks like you charge it and oh. it'll jump so I, I she'll either be scared to death of it yes or we'll destroy that
1: right because it's gonna yeah, yeah. well because she used to chase the uh mechanical uh, rabbit yeah. right?
2: and then she so, chased real rabbits and squirrels the first probably right. nine months i had her she's kind of given up on that
1: right i wonder what she would do if she actually caught one though i guess we'd find out when she goes after this thing
2: yeah. Well, she caught a um mouse once when we were walking. Uh-huh. And she it was a al- it was alive and she grabbed it. And then she wanted to bring it in the house. And she took it to my front porch and I stood there, she stood there. Neither one of us right m- giving in. I wasn't going to let her in the house sure, with a mouse sure. and she wasn't going to drop the mouse. Right. And then it eventually died in her mouth and she dropped it. Yeah. And then we went about our business. Right.
1: It, it wouldn't <laughs> take much for uh like you know, the mice—they're you know, the little hearts—they right. can't take it. So. Right, a little heart attack. Right, so you know, uh, but I wonder if like, but she didn't chomp down. No, on it. but there's—it's so small. I wonder yeah, she if something just kept it she had in to her mouth. Grab and do the whole, the way that dogs kill. With yeah, the with neck, the shake. Yeah, I wonder what she would do.
2: Which is funny because that's what she does and dogs do with their toys.
1: Right, because that's the play and that's how they—you know—when they were. Pups, they, that's how they play and they learn. And
2: But that's how they're killing an animal as well, correct. you're saying.
1: Correct. But when they, that's the whole, when a lot of these like cats and dogs and other animals, I'm sure, uh, or cats, cat-like species, like lions or, you know, coyotes, when they play as as pups or cubs, they will mimic the fighting that they have to do to survive later, the killing and the hunting. Really? So that's all part of the learning process. Now they're doing it a lot, like they're not like it's not lethal, obviously most of the time, and they're sort of supervised by the mom, I guess. But yeah, they're they're acting out what they're going to need to do and p- sort of practicing. Is that right? For when they have to go hunt for real,
2: hmm. yeah. And then I was also reading that the the squeaker in those toys mm-hmm. is to mimic the the cries of an animal they're killing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's strange. Yeah. That uh, is a weird thing. Yeah. To... And
1: and uh, I'm not big on the squeaky toys. Yeah. Just because it's a squeaky toy. Yeah, it's annoying. And, you know, and then every once in a while, my wife will get them for them every once in a while because they do love them. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad that, but it's like, you know, I go to bed so early yes. and then they come upstairs with the squeaky toy. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Disaster. It's weird. Like, I don't know why I never put two and two together and and would thought that that was what it was doing. It was mimicking the cry of another, another animal they're killing. Right. But knowing that now, my dog sometimes, she will just sit with a toy and just squeeze, squeeze, yeah. Squeeze, yeah. squeeze, squeeze, squeeze yeah. over and over right. again. Well, not they, moving other than the, the the crunching of the bones of this.
1: Yeah. It, well, they are killers. I mean, that's... So are we, uh, people, so.
2: And the best one I have is I got her a Mr. Bill, stuffed Mr. Bill from oh, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Was from the 70s? Yeah. Ah. And when she squeezes it, it goes, oh, no, oh, no. That's, so sometimes you'll just hear at 3 o'clock right. in the morning. Oh, no,
1: oh, no. And then Mr. Bill had a dog.
2: Yeah, they don't yeah. have, the dog's not yeah. available.
1: Here come Mr. Bill's <laughs> dog, and they make the dog. I, I I don't know why it's so stupid, but I love those. Oh
2: I used to when it would come on and be like, yeah. Oh my god, it's a Mr. Bill.
1: Yeah. And they're so stupid.
2: Claymation. Yeah. Flattened not even. by a car. It's
1: not even claymation, it's just a guy and he would smack Oh the right. hammer. Yeah, or it wasn't whatever.
2: moving. Mr. Bill wouldn't move. Uh, right. He would just be placed in position. And then
1: set on fire yeah. or exploded.
2: Or run over or something yeah. bad happened to Mr. Bill. Uh what else do I have for you today? Oh, yesterday, Eddie, I noticed this is going on. First of all jersey shore Jersey Shore towns mm. in the winter are kind of depressing,
1: yes, yeah,
2: it's weird. It's like almost like you know how like Asbury Park went through a bad time in the nineties, eighties mm-hmm. and nineties, and you would I would go down there to see concerts, but it was it looked like an abandoned beach town and it was sad, mm-hmm. but the regular Jersey Shore towns in the winter feel like abandoned beach towns. And it's weird, like walking around just the boardwalk,
1: and no one's there, and
2: no one's there, and there's garbage around because th- the wind blows sure. and it blows out of people's garbages and out of their recycling bins, and from the so it's just garbage littered, nothing's taken care of because it's it's not the tourist it's season, right.
1: so nobody's coming to visit, so who cares? Yeah, you know? yeah, but that's just that's it's natural and normal. It is like like you say a little sad, yeah, but I actually like. The feel and the look of a beach in winter time—it's just something sort of rough and raw about it, you know. Because the ocean is usually more like churned up and yeah, it's, it's
2: angry sometimes. Yes,
1: yeah, and it just to me like I'm not a big beach person, and it's too hot and the whole thing. But I love the feel and the look and being on a beach in in winter. Yeah, and actually, the dogs can go on the beach. Yeah, the dogs in winter, are allowed, so that helps too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't taken her on the beach this year yet.
1: Yeah, but you know, just know that in about five, six months it's all gonna go back
2: Right, then it all right, then it all goes back to everything's cleaned up. They've got the, the towns even have people like kids sure. out there. Picking up garbage every every morning. I'm sure you know to make so that when the beachgoers come, everything looks really nice. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's like the uh, high school kids in the summer. That's like a summer job. They probably pay more than we pay our part <laughs> <aren't we? laughs> Pick up trash. Well, it's got to be minimum wage, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, you would think. What is minimum wage these days?
1: Fifteen uh, something. I could be wrong on really. That. And I thought that states. uh I don't know if there's a national. There probably there has to be a national minimum, but I think some states could override could, it yeah or like raise it i don't know yeah. the last i checked it was like 15 something
2: so maybe there's a federal minimum wage which you must meet and yeah. then each state can also set their own as long as it's above that
1: those are probably that's probably true that
2: sounds cool that sounds like a real thing
1: but i thought it was like fifteen fifty. Last less i checked
2: not bad Fifteen fifty. No. What was the lowest you remember having your first part-time job? Uh, what was your What was your hours? Well, not, not a paper boy.
1: No, not the paper boy. But like
2: a first job where like you went to work and got a paycheck from a company,
1: uh, a store. Like, or something. I'm trying to remember when I did that really dangerous handing out like tokens at on the Verrazano Bridge toll plaza. <laughs> I don't. You were really, a
2: toll uh
1: no person not no. They had this was a program to like. I guess they were just starting out with the tokens or something. Okay. For it, uh, yeah, and we used to like stand in the plaza, like all of us in these bright orange suits, and this was in my summer in between my uh, my graduating high school and going to college. Because I was not old enough to work at the paper mill, where I worked the next four summers. So my dad got me the job at the What paper did that mill. pay, the paper mill? That was like 7 seven fifty, Really? Or something like Which that? Which
2: had to be double what the minimum wage was.
1: No, no. I think it was minimum, I think. No, like maybe my, a tiny bit more. Uh, you think of the minimum wage was that low Yeah, back well, then?
2: I remember my job at Food Town... Mm-hmm. Which i i got when I was sixteen, so it had to be nineteen eighty five. Okay, it was three thirty five an hour. Oh,
1: I, I guess it was maybe because I, you know, this was like, a, you know, it was a paper mill. Yeah, and I was like in a mechanics assistant in not great working condition, <laughs> not because it was like a negligent situation. It was just because it was like a dirty, yucky, sometimes quasi dangerous job yeah you're around all this heavy equipment you're working with like you know chemicals and yeah it's just like a lot of times a lot of gross if you're in the not in the dry end of where the paper is actually coming off the roller if you're over where the paper stock is being pumped and working on pumps and maybe that's why but i remember a 750 is sticking in my head i know it wasn't three bucks an hour for yeah.
2: sure. Yeah, 335 mine was, 1985. Yeah, paper mill in Clark, New Jersey. Oh. Mm-hmm. There it, it was a paper mill in Terre Haute when I was going to mm-hmm. Indiana State University, and it smelled the entire town up. Yes, yeah. Did you? Ha- did your paper mill well, also stink?
1: I, I don't think... It, oh, yeah. The paper stock just gets this, you know, like wet paper. But wet I used to drive board. through
2: Clark, New Jersey. I don't remember an unpleasant odor. Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
1: maybe if... I don't know what the whole process was what they were what they were using and but we used to get these huge bales of just compressed cardboard people's cardboard boxes and and also just reams of uh, or these big bales of shredded paper and then they used to dump it into this big thing and mix chemicals into it and <laughs> just breathing it, in it, chemicals and get it into this made it into this slurry and then it would go through all these filters and pumps, and then it would get sprayed on the rollers. It was a real fascinating thing to actually watch paper yeah. get made. But this paper ultimately was going on, you know, uh wallboard sheetrock? Yeah. So this was the United States Gypsum Company, which makes sheetrock. They also make the joint compound, blah, blah, blah. But this mill was to make the paper that goes on the outside, on each side of the wallboard. That's what it was for. And then it would get shipped up to the board plant up in Stony Point, New York.
2: What so, a business.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. My dad worked at a different plant that made the joint compound that you spread in between the
2: wallboard. And he got you the job at the paper mill. He in got me Clark. the job at the
1: paper mill because he wanted uh, me to learn the value of a college education.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, that's because, interesting.
1: You know, he's like, you don't, you're going to be doing something like this. So. But I went back for four summers. You know, I kind of learned a few things, a little bit, a tiny bit about being a real man. Right. <laughs> little. The, all the mechanics and all the, you know, rougher guys that were working at the paper mill. And it was a good experience.
2: And then what was this job where you're handing out tokens?
1: Oh, gosh. This was before because I, I wasn't old enough in between my college, my high school and college to work at the mill. So... I don't remember how I got it. And I think the program was like they they were starting with the tokens instead of like change to do.
2: Like buy your tokens so then you always have the exact could, amount. Right,
1: and then you can just go through the token line and throw that in or something like that. And it was like, but they had a bunch of guys in bright orange jumpsuits like we were, you know, on a work release program. <laughs> uh, standing out in traffic as the cars are coming in with.
2: On the like, highway?
1: Yes. Like, you know, the, I don't know. You know the Verizon yeah. Toll Plaza. And we would, like, try to, you know, pick a spot and, like, in between all the lanes, which were not really lanes, and we would sell tokens to people. They would give us money. We'd give them tokens, and then they could go into the shorter token line or the exact change line or whatever it was. And that was what I did for a summer.
2: Did you feel like you were almost getting run over by a car? Yeah, it was,
1: like, it was a little unnerving. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh the fact that like they did that and that we weren't criminals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they just,
1: they put us out
2: there. And w- were people stopping and purchasing oh, yeah, tokens? yeah, yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. So they'd get a roll of tokens. Yeah, Do you I'd remember a, what no it cost roll. you? Yeah, I'd have this
1: whole big apron thing full with like as much as i could hold no but token. what would they
2: order out of time
1: oh it depends like i i forget like, like you like, didn't you have
2: know. rolls like it was just I don't,
1: I don't remember i guess it must have been rolls yeah I rolls guess. of tokens yeah you know i'm trying to remember i just remember the like in my head i i'm just in the toll Plaza in this bright orange jumpsuit and like, you know i don't really remember much else about it and i remember it was Like I went to go interview for the job over near Fort Wadsworth, Uh, that fort that's across from Fort Hamilton, right? They're right across the Narrows from each other. Okay. And I interviewed there and then started doing that.
2: So you also must have had a wad of cash on you too. That people were paying in cash.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't have a card swiper for sure. No. Oh yeah, just hold up your card to my phone. Right. Yeah, all done. (laughs) That's no, great. no. You're out no, there I with tons cash. of tokens, yeah.
2: loaded with cash yeah. in your pockets, and
1: then like if you went, if you ran out of tokens, then you had to make your way. Like you're in a spot and you're kind of safe because you know hopefully the cars because like, like if the, the more traffic there was, the better, right? Because like, people aren't moving. When <laughs> it was wide open, <laughs> and then you had to pick, then you had to make your way then across back to go get more tokens,
2: like Frogger, all the way. You were a human yes. frogger. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was very strange. Yeah.
2: So those were your jobs before your FAN jobs. Well,
1: and the paperboy. And
2: yeah, the paperboy. Paper so you had then, those three jobs.
1: Uh yeah. Well, paperboy was, you know, before, you know, up until I graduated or up until I went to college, I think. Morning paper? Uh afternoon. Yeah, I had afternoon as well. Uh and then and I also then worked at the Dining and Kitchen Authority in uh, Stony Brook. I worked for the cafeteria. I did that. What'd you do over there? Uh, It was just anything—server on the dish machine, this and that. That job was awful too. But I always kind of ever since I was like eleven, I always worked. So I just figured I should work, right? So I did. So I yeah, I did. Those were my jobs before coming here. Um, Yeah, no other real jobs. Was a paperboy. Worked for the old plaza uh, i guess it was the Triborough bridge and tunnel authority i guess i worked so going
2: it. backwards is fan yeah right before fan was
1: was in the dining and kitchen authority at college I was at college and then also at the same time working at the paper mill in Clark, wow. new jersey in the summers yeah and then uh, uh i had that one summer with the bridge and tunnel authority and before that I was a paper boy.
2: Were all your friends at the bridge also no, selling tokens? No. Like, How did you wind up there?
1: No. Well, my dad said, you better get a job.
2: <laughs> the dads were the he worst. Said,
1: yeah. He's like, what do you think? You're just going to hang out all summer? Like, Because this is my first summer as a, quote, unquote, air quotes, adult. Yeah. But also I had all throughout that time. Because I, I guess I gave up the paper right, right about graduation. Uh, and then, you know, because oh, so he had seen me work from I'm 11 years old. And then he's like. You know, you can't work at the mill yet, but you know, you are not just gonna hang out all summer. Go get a job. So I did. So
2: actually, now I am remembering that my three thirty-five an hour. I was fourteen because that's when you could work with working papers. Mm-hmm. So when uh, I was fourteen in nineteen eighty-three, mm-hmm. so in nineteen eighty-three it was three thirty-five an hour. But that was the same thing. My dad was like, "Well, you are fourteen now. It's uh, we'll sign the paperwork. You yeah. got a part-time job."
1: Yeah, and I had a I, my paperwork was really good. It was a short area, but over like like over near 150 customers Wow. On two blocks, or two, well, with with the sides. You had a popular paper, yeah, and uh, so that was that was actually pretty good for kid money. And then, but then once I gave that up, he's like, eh, "What are you doing?
2: Did <laughs> you have to do uh, papers in the mailbox or toss them?
1: Uh, toss, yeah, on the on the step or whatever, yeah, in a bag." Uh, or only if it was raining weather, depending on the weather.
2: Otherwise, would you go rubber band or would you do the, the thing where you fold the paper uh, into itself and
1: Monday, Tuesdays and Saturdays, you could do the, fl- the fold,
2: bed.
1: uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday depended, but Wednesday, Thursday was all like bigger papers or coupons and yeah. Sunday, forget about Oh it. yeah. Inserts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you get Christmas tips, which was awesome. Oh, it's the best. I remember getting uh, yeah. nice Christmas tips.
1: Yeah. And then you'd have the deadbeats who were
2: owe you six weeks. I mean, come on! And every time, be like, "I just paid you." No, you didn't. No. I have yeah. all my little coupons. How much owe
1: you? Six weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that um, when you would get them after you couldn't like collect yeah. from them for like a month or something, and you they were finally home and you got it. Wow, you felt like yeah. Wow, but you I also, really they got made you feel one. bad, right,
1: about yourself. Yeah. Like you know, you were the bad guy, right? Like, kid, give me the freaking paper. Right.
2: You owe me twelve bucks, right? Let's go. I mean, come on, right? And then you wouldn't get as big a tip as if you oh, had no, from those guys gotten from that it every week. No, no, no. Yeah,
1: and they were always I have a lot of time absent around Christmas time, right? But that was a small minority. It was about ten yeah. percent of the people. Most people are very nice. Yeah, most people were good payers, and, and if paid they were, on time. and if they weren't, always like you know they had it. Was it just like you knew he was in there not answering the door, right? But other people, you kind of knew that hey whatever they're busy this and that
2: i used to love when I, if we were going to the route one flea market man me and my friend rob we'd go hit up one of our customers that owed us like six weeks yeah so we'd have stuff to buy rest, money to buy wrestling magazines and oh, baseball yeah. cards and then
1: you had but i love the people who like you every week you ring the bell yep. right and they have it ready yes. right at a certain spot you know that was your good customer
2: did you have a uh, the little- yeah, tiny the, the, coupons the, the, that right. would rip out.
1: No, I didn't. I had a, a log book. It looks like an accountant's book yeah. with their names and oh, okay. checking off as they paid.
2: We had little like, uh, uh, like these little tiny receipts that with the dates on them for the begin, like the start of the week, and when they would no, pay, we would have I, to give them I the just receipt. Had,
1: like, they sold, of course, the advance that and I was sold us right. the log book, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, and you had to buy. You're technically buying the papers from them, right? And then, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, I
2: did not have many. I, I'm telling you, I probably had 30 customers tops.
1: Yeah, no, we at our max, I think, because I had I shared it with my my buddy, um, and before he he uh, decided not to do it anymore. But yeah, we had up to uh, like 150 at one time.
2: Then you had to like that was really like your own small business. Then if you you're, you were going on vacation with your family, you had to find a friend that would do your yeah. route for oh, you. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And these people, no matter what the weather, wanted their effing paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Did you do it on your bike or did you walk it? Uh, uh,
1: bike. No. Well, I, I walked it because it was a tight area, right? And on the, the lighter paper days, I could get the whole thing just into this satchel around my <laughs> shoulder. But on the other days, I, I had a shopping cart that was, wow. that we found uh, near a local supermarket. <laughs>
2: Yeah. You happen to find one near a yeah, local just happen supermarket. To happen to
1: be there, and so we're like, "Oh, this will be nice for the Sunday paper." That
2: is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you used to have to go pay your bill to somebody?
1: They would. Uh, I think they would come to collect or something, or we me, or me. We had to meet them at the drop site or something. We used I to have to
2: go meet a dude on, in a car on the side of the road.
1: Yeah, it was a little. There was some shadiness going.
2: Very on. shady looking. Yeah. Like I always thought. It was just in a neighborhood. Yeah. And it wasn't my neighborhood. I'd On Saturday mornings, I'd have to take my bike and go pay my bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could just imagine, like, the neighbors, because there'd be a guy in a 1970s car and all these little kids on bikes. Right. In line. <laughs> right. By his car. Like, what is going yeah, on Yeah, what is this? Yeah. Imagine that guy. He had to deal with all, like, 12-year-old kids. Right. Who he probably hated. Right. Hmm. And he's like, what am I doing? Right. What is this career choice I've made? (laughs) Uh, The other thing I noticed, Oh, we started this with sad beach town. Yes. This is another weird thing. And this is mostly a guy thing. Guys sit in their car by the beach. And even they're sitting, even in places that you can't, because of the sand dunes or whatever, you can't even see the water. Mm -hmm. But there's always random people just sitting in their cars staring out into space and well, i don't know if they're contemplating life
1: well you know i and i see people like in the park uh,
2: yes so mean, it would be similar
1: similar thing yeah and maybe it's just they're just detoxing and some people love like the trees some people love the ocean even they can hear the ocean there's something peaceful and and calming about it yeah some just detoxing they're on their lunch break they got their lunch they're gonna go I, sit, I see this all the time because I was like, why are all these people in the park? Yes. Because the time I get home, I can go walk the dog's blah blah, And I'm like, then I kind of figured out they're on the lunch break and they just like peace and quiet. You know, they go to McDonald's or wherever and just come here to just chill. Right. So maybe that's going on. Or yeah. they're perving.
2: Right. That I always assume perving. But because this will be like it, at this time of year, it's dark mm-hmm. by 5 o'clock. This will be sometimes a walk in the dog at 630 and there's just a a random car, then another down, another random. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm like, yeah, they just could be detoxing, listening to the ocean. Who knows? Contemplating life, not or wanting that's to go home. Their, you know, they're meeting their guy, that right? Could be too
2: right. That's what I always think. I was like, hmm, is this like a uh, New Jersey rest stop area situation where you wait for someone to knock on your right. window? Right, or
1: that could be, or they're like, you know, weed is legal now, but maybe the illegal drugs, or when weed was illegal, right? Meeting their guy, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, it's always weird. You have to ask your cop buddies.
2: Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. What are all these people doing?
1: Yeah, they'll know for sure.
2: And what's funny is the dog, of course, this is the way dogs are. My dog will poop in front of their car. Yeah, right there. There's no one, the entire strip of beach, one person with their lights on, just sitting in their car, and the dog stops and poops there. Yep. Every time.
1: That's the way. Yeah. Well, at least it's. You know, that's better than her doing the diarrhea in the house. That is. Has that slowed down, I hope? It so. has. We
2: got she's on some sort of prescription food. Nice. Which she likes. Right. Hills
1: makes it. I'm sure it's very
2: cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, not very cheap, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yes. But if she's but Dang. the good news is I'm 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 trying to do like the math on it. It is more expensive than regular dog food for sure. But I had to add so many other things to regular dog food mm-hmm. to try to get her to not have diarrhea right. that I feel like I'm breaking and, even. And,
1: and then what's the cost of coming home to Diarrhea House? Yeah,
2: that's a big cost. Yeah. Big cost. Mm-hmm. Especially if it ups my laundry bill. Yes. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm up show. I did that with Mr. CeeLo. Jerry back tomorrow for the, the warm up tomorrow. Yep, Football Friday. Yep. Friday, hola. Hola. And then you only have one more week of work before correct vacation.
1: Correct, six more days of work.
2: And then you've got two week the last two weeks of the year. Correct. I have the last week and a half. Yes. That yeah. week you're out first week. I'll be in Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. I think, and then I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, It is. I love a nice little winter break.
1: Yes, a nice Yule break.
2: Yeah, gives mm-hmm. you time to reflect. Yes. Like a man sitting in his car at the beach, <laughs> right, or at the park. All right, see you. See you. See you. See you. See you. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. So you know what that means. Court is back in session with Queens of the Court, a WNBA podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll bring you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams. And lots of hot takes. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court. Free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning over there. Hi, my name is Al. You know me. I'm here every day from 5 to 6, normally with Mr. Jerry Recco. But this morning I have CeeLo with me. Good morning, CeeLo. Hey, Al. How you been, pal? Oh, very good. Uh, Jerry Recco is in uh, Columbus, Ohio. He's got Rutgers, Ohio State. Very nice. I guess that's tonight, right? That wasn't last night. No, tonight. Tonight. Late flight home. Oh, man. He's going to come in here again uh, Yeah, right uh, right out of the airport. What's the term? Bleary-eyed? Bleary-eyed. Is that it? Bushy-tailed or something. But it's a Friday. Weary. Yeah. He'll be excited about that. Yeah, you guys will have cool games tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Cool games. I know people are already talking. They're upset that the Giants and Jets are on at the same time again. Yeah, it's been a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a lot of that this season. But I've always felt like different fan base. So why wouldn't they be on the same day? It's weird for us because we're in the media. We like to cover both teams. Well, for many years,
0: I think we grew accustomed to there being a differential between the two. Yeah, I don't
2: know why that was.
0: um, I, I think that was when one or both teams were good. And oh, I see. Up until this year, that hadn't been the case for quite some time. So, like, bolt those guys at Yeah, yeah cause and it's you... just the times have changed, obviously, with the Red Zone channel, you know, or the, obviously the Sunday ticket. If you really want to watch both teams, you can find a way to do that. Right. Yeah. Multiple TVs. Right. iPads. As well.
2: iPads, sure, streaming. Yeah. I'm an yeah. iPad. Uh, I like one iPad and one TV. Okay. But it's tough. You got to figure out what your volume level is on both of them because it can't be equal. Like, you got to be like... Whatever's on the bigger TV is the most imp- is the more interesting game. Sure, that's that, your marquee game. That's your marquee mm-hmm. game, and that game you get uh, more volume. See, than... I don't think I could have two volumes going at the same really?
0: time. Really? Mm, it's so that's a little con- it's a bit much. Yeah, it's a little confusing.
2: I don't know how you keep up. Like when you're doing updates during Sundays, yes. How do you keep up with, all, with everything that's going on with all those? So games? we have the ticket on Directv
0: in the studio there. So I yeah. go to the Mixed channel.
2: Oh, so, they have a mixed channel in it?
0: Direct TV, they do. They have two mixed channels. There's an 8-box and a 4-box.
2: Quad box? Yes. Now, eight bo- box. assuming
0: there's 8 games. Like, this yeah. Sunday, there's only, I think, 7 1 o'clock games. So it would just be a 7 then. Now, early in the season before buys, you do run into the instance where there's more than 8 at 1 o'clock. Now, if I had two TVs, what I could do is have the one channel with the 8-box, and then the second channel with the four box, and in the four box would be whichever game was not in the eight box. So I could oh, okay. see them all. Now, I only have one TV in the studio where I am that has access to T V. so on those days where there's more than eight, I will rely on what's called NFL GSIS, which I think is games, stats, information, something like that. It's some NFL-produced thing that has up to the second stats, so you oh, can then you'll, get by with that.
2: You'll uh, keep up that way.
0: Yes, and then what I've been doing recently is using one of the other TVs and logging into my Fubo streaming account, and I will stream one of the local games as a standalone on a big screen. Oh, a lot going Jets on. the Jets or the Giants, depending on the matchups for the week.
2: There is a lot going on on Sunday. There sure is. You're right. There is. It does relax once you get to the... Even, like, enjoying Red Zone channel. Once you get into the weeks where there are buys... It's good. It's like, oh, okay, these yeah. are manageable. It's manageable to watch and be involved in all of the games at one time. It
0: is. There's still, you know, the, the, the early windows usually still pretty loaded up. Now you also get the weeks where you have the international game, which takes one away. That's a standalone, obviously, in the morning. Um, but the 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 early windows usually are nuts. So that's where you get the witch the witching hour. The witching hour that you know three to four o'clock range, yeah. three thirty to four thirty, where these games are coming to an end. A lot of times there's comebacks, one possession. You might get an overtime game. And then once you settle into those late afternoon games, everything kind of calms down a little bit.
2: Yeah, it actually feels anticlimactic when you get to the the kickoffs of the 4 o'clock yeah. games. Because it's just like, well, we know nothing's going to go on for a full half before we get the second uh, witching hour or yep. whatever we call it. And sometimes it, it doesn't even work out that way because there's less games, obviously. Yes, less games. And then that's really manageable for... Uh, red zone channel, when there's like three afternoon games only, it's just bing, bing, bing. You feel like you're seeing everything. Exactly. Yeah. You're getting long sequences of yes. each of those games. When they're not even in the red zone, yeah. which was the whole point of the channel. Exactly. What's the big sports story today, do you think, CeeLo? Like, if you were doing a four hour show, which I can't f- fathom doing, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you like? I think
0: it's got to be the amount of money that's been spent at the baseball winter meetings. You have local angles. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, how much more can you say about Aaron Judge? I think the conversation becomes what's next now for the Yankees (laughs) and for the Mets. They made a couple of moves yesterday, but I think people are still waiting on perhaps the next, you know, larger move if they're going to get this Japanese pitcher. Are they going to bring Brandon Nimmo back? How else are they going to fill out their,
2: their roster here? I did see a funny like headline or or something, or maybe it was a tweet by somebody about the Yankees that the Yankees just spent uh, what was it three hundred three hundred sixty on Judge sixty yeah. million dollars and nothing changed with their team. <laughs> Correct.
0: But I, I, look, I I understand the point, but I like to me that was always going to be the case if they were going to be the ones to to bring to get Aaron Judge and to bring him back. I mean, and that was they've made it. They've made no secret that that was the focal point. Of their offseason. That's the case for anyone, by the way, that has to re-sign a big-ticket free agent. Had the Red Sox re-signed Xander Bogarts, would have been the same thing. Except he went to the Padres late last night for 11 years and however much money he got. So, yeah, I mean, that is... The baseball offseason, in a nutshell, they control, right, controllable years. They control these guys for as long as they do. And when they get to free agency, the money's insane. The contracts are insane. Very hard for them to actually live up to them. It's, I think, more about paying for what you already got and hoping that the first few years of this now massive contract will afford yourself a chance to be competitive and hopefully win a championship.
2: That's a weird thing just to like, pay for what you already got. In no other field is that a thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know that... Look, some some people might disagree with that sentiment, but in the Yankees' case, I mean, in this in this instance, I think there's a lot of that. Now, with Judge, obviously, there's the part that I don't think any of us can quantify, and that's the amount of money they make off of him having nothing to do with the on-field results, right? The attendance, the merchandise, however else you want to quantify. I don't know the answers to all those questions. I'm sure there's a... A dollar amount that the Yankees internally can estimate and assign to that, and it probably went into how much they were willing to spend on him. If I had to guess or imagine,
2: it's like when a when a city gets a Super Bowl, they go, "This is going to bring in four hundred right. billion dollars to our local downtown." You're like, what? exactly, exactly.
0: And I think from the Yankee standpoint, you know, people that like to hate on the Yankees or the outsiders, it's an easy thing to poke fun at, and that's fine. But if you just if you if you sort of push all of that aside and put yourself in a Yankee bubble what did their roster and their team look like had they not been able to bring Aaron Judge? Right. And And I don't think the answer to that is there's not much there unless they were going to pivot to something else. I don't know what that would have been. We're not going to probably find out now. But whatever it was going to be, I don't think it was going to be something that you felt better about as a Yankee fan than bringing back this player.
2: Right. Aaron Judge was the biggest free agent out there, and the Yankees got him. They did. but they spent less than
0: other teams were willing to pay.
2: Yeah. It just seems like... They haven't made a splash yet. Right. Technically, they
0: brought back Rizzo. They brought back Judge. And Tommy Canley's back for his second tour of duty with the Yankees.
2: So far, there's nothing else. But what is the big, like, this is what I'm not understanding, is what, for both the Mets and the Yankees, like, what is this big free agent that everyone's wanting to land? Well, the Yankees are apparently connected with this Carlos
0: Rodon to add to their rotation potentially. They still have a hole or of... uh, a question or a need to address in left field. And who's, the, like who's available. Could be, bring, could be re-signing Andrew Benintendi, could be taking a run of Brandon Nimmo, could be something lesser that maybe is an off the radar thing that people aren't going to see coming or be all that excited about. I, I don't think you can go into next year with Aaron Hicks, penciled in as your left fielder. Probably again. Probably not. I think we saw how that worked out. So I think that becomes the next question mark. That's the pivot now. Okay. They squared away judge. We already knew Rizzo was back, and now what else can they add to change the dynamic of this roster? Maybe it's a trade. People have talked about they're going to trade Gleyber Torres, or they're going to package him to get rid of Donaldson or Hicks. You know, they can't just run it back with the same group and hope that things are going to be different. I mean, I guess they could. They they, they could they could tell you that they made it to the ALCS and guys were hurt. You know, LeMay was hurt. Benintendi was hurt. They had some other guys out, um, and, hey, we're going to run it back. Astros lost Verlander. We could take him down this time, maybe. I don't think the fan base is going to be all that excited about that.
2: But Yeah, but I just don't know like who's left that the fan base would be super excited about to be like, okay, now... Like for the Yankees, for them to go... For the fans to say, now we've, we're have set. We got re-signed Judge. I think if they added Rodon and
0: found a way to bring Benintendi back or someone, a requisite player to go out in left field with Harrison Bader in center and Judge in right... I think, and now you would say, well, they had Ben but he missed a lot. They didn't get to see the full complement of their roster because the guys got banged up And that. Now, I'm of the belief, and I have no, this is just my, what was my feeling, my gut, and I've had people rip me for this on Twitter. When I listened to Ben after he came over, he never seemed all that comfortable here. Maybe just he didn't have enough of a chance before he got hurt. I have no idea if he's interested in, in re signing and playing here. I, I have, I have no clue. I think the type of player he is, As both as a hitter and as a defender fits with what they could use and is different from what they have, but I have no idea if he's interested. I know it sounds like the Yankees are interested, but I don't know if that's a mutual interest. I don't know what else he has on the table.
2: Early on, it seemed like
0: the Mets were interested. Well, I think a lot of teams would be interested because he's not going to cost an arm and a leg. He's a solid outfielder. He's a lefty bat. He, in theory, makes contact You know, he's a guy that can hit for average, not a ton of power, sort of more of your throwback. He's almost like a – I like him as a DJ LeMay from the left-hand side. That's kind of the way I look at him other than he's an outfielder, not an infielder, but sort of that throwback old-school hitter, sort of like this Japanese outfielder the Red Sox just uh, signed yesterday who was uh, last year in Japan. He struck out 40 times and walked 80 times, which is like the opposite of what baseball has become. And you know how it works, right? It's cyclical, so – Everyone went into the, what were the what were the three true outcomes you know home run walk or strikeout and like everyone's in that path and eventually it'll swing back the other way.
2: And, and the, you, uh, you look
0: at people. Oh, I need a, I need a guy who gets on base and puts the ball in play and makes contact, especially now that the, sh- the shift is being banned.
2: So oh, I think that's you're right. going to see some change. Yeah,
0: and that by the way could benefit the Yankees whether it be Rizzo, um, who else might maybe Stanton to a lesser extent Donald. I mean I don't know.
2: I love that the shift is gone.
0: I do too. I'm excited. I'm ex- I think I think it'll make for more action, hopefully. Yeah. And some of the batting averages that have plummeted hopefully will come back. I know people don't care about batting averages much these days, but it just uh, to me it just it, it's 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 become not an unwatchable product, but it's much harder for me to watch full games when there's so much non-action. Right. So many outs.
2: A lot of non-action in baseball and football.
0: It's yeah, a lot of non-action in sports.
2: Oh my gosh, tons! Football's very hard. Like once you start watching the red zone on well, a regular that's, basis, that's different. It's though. very difficult though. But it's hard to stay engaged in a yeah in a in a regular just a, watching a game. It's like I go to my phone. Fo- I find myself going to my phone a billion times just to stop the boredom. <laughs>
0: And I don't do that. Is it really that. to stop the boredom or just because there's now more available to you? There's more distractions available, there's more content available than there once was.
2: Yes, but I think there's also more it feels like there's more commercials of football, maybe there's not, but like this idea that you score
0: commercial, yeah.
2: kickoff commercial, like it that it's a killer. Yeah.
0: I think I think you see that more in the primetime games. And there are different stages of the game where I think they get it. It's not every time. I know what you're saying, though. It, it is It is a lot. There's a lot of stoppages. The penalties are tough to take. The time. It ta- I mean, I'm a, I'm a proponent of review because you want to get the plays right, but that takes time as well. But I think I just, like you said, Red Zone has spoiled us, and our phones have spoiled us. So now it's just like it's. Con- we need constant, you know, there's, if there's any break in the action or any downtime, we can't just sit and be. And then if you, right.
2: That's the thing. If, if there's any downtime, I'm not just sitting on my couch. Yeah. Then the other thing is this NFL. I don't know if you've used or checked out NFL Plus, that app. I haven't
0: just because with what I do, I don't really need yeah. it. Yeah, but that's
2: know? amazing, too. I mean, you could watch an entire game in 45 minutes. Right, after I mean, the fact. Yeah. After the fact, as soon right. as it ends. Yeah. But that, like, and that and that you're not missing a thing. Yeah. They've cut out all the dead the stuff that you hate. That's it. That's yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. No breaks. Or you could watch that also in nine minutes. They have a nine-minute version, you know, where it, <laughs> that gets cut off a lot sure. of stuff. It's just like super condensed, yeah, super condensed. Yeah, super condensed where it's like first and goal from the four. You're like, wait, how'd you yeah, get to the yeah. four? Yeah. Yeah, that's the cliff notes pretty much of the game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I it, when all those other things are available, it becomes harder and harder to watch just one game, which is good if you're watching Jets and Giants at the same time. It's very doable. You know, these one o'clock games that are on at, I mean, when both Justin Giants, Giants are on at one. It is doable with just two screens because it's very rare that there's action going on in both.
0: Yeah, or you could choose to immerse yourself in one game live and then take That's your what Jerry does. take your forty five minute version yeah. of for the other one. Yeah. And then you get everything you need. Correct. When I watch that forty five minute version, I feel like, wow, I am I've just got everything. Right. It's like a like an instant download. Well not yeah. instant, but you get you're like Absorbing all this information at a much faster rate.
2: Yeah, the only the thing you do miss is if the announcers are bringing up a good point and like sure. really explaining something yeah, that didn't make sense in between. Yeah, plays that's all gone.
0: Replays at all, or just for? Yeah, like, they do have replays. Yeah,
2: for like a really big a really play, big play. Yeah. play. yeah, yeah they all will right. have the replays in the forty-five minute version. It's pretty nice. Yeah. All right, Silo. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I've got some uh, more baseball notes here. I've got a bunch of uh, NFL notes. And I have uh, something on some streaming information, some streaming notes. uh, And then Boomer and G will be here right at uh, 6 a.m. We'll look forward to that. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Jerry is at Ohio State. For Rutgers, Ohio State this evening, Jared will be back tomorrow. Sure will. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Have you intentionally played a Christmas song yet this season?
0: I have. Um, it was the weekend after Thanksgiving, so I worked here with uh, you. Fi- well, actually, you, I think you guys were off. Oh, I was I here was with off. Boomer and Geo Black Friday, but then on uh, the Saturday, I went outside and started to get out all the Christmas stuff and put the decorations up and whatnot. Um, So I had
2: the Christmas music going in my ears as I was doing it. You did? I did. Did you intentionally pick a song or did you just put on a station or playlist?
0: Believe it or not, I started with a song my mother recommended for me, which was the uh, Kelly Clarkson-Chris Stapleton combination, which I believe was from her holiday album last year. What song? Um, I think it's called Glow, if I'm not mistaken. Glow is a Christmas song? Uh, Yes. All right. Or a holiday song. I think, Yeah, I guess holiday, but yeah, Christmassy,
2: Christmassy. So you started. So there. I started
0: with that and let it let it just roll. You know, Apple Music will kind of picks just... for you after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. So you get a little rotation.
2: Yeah, not bad. I know. I'm trying to get into it. I listened to a little couple songs uh, from a playlist uh, this morning on the way in, trying to get into the Christmas into the spirit. spirit. Yeah, it's about that time. It's creeping up.
0: Oh, tell me about it. Oh, it's creeping up. Well, we lost all of last week, pretty much my my household to the flu. Wow. Oh. So um, I'm a little. I still have some more Christmas decorating to do, but between the The sickness and some of the wet weather we've had haven't really been itching to get back outside. What's
2: the uh, big toy this year that the kids are looking for? Um, What can Eddie and I stock up on on and sell on the uh, open market? Yeah, I don't
0: know that my kids are really at an age where they're, like, looking for the the token toy that everyone's after. Um, I'll tell you what. My... My, my oldest has gotten very much on a hockey kick, which is great for me. Like, he's been playing in the house, floor hockey and whatnot. So he's all about everything hockey. He wants shirts and jerseys from all the teams. He wants hockey equipment. So that's kind of where he's at, which I don't think really answers your question. I don't know what the hot item is for most kids yeah. this year. But um, my oldest is sort of setting the pace for my youngest as well where they're they're into the hockey right now, which is great for me.
2: Yeah. It's awesome. I'd like to know if anyone knows on Twitter, let me know what's the The hottest. Yeah, I want to know the hot Christmas toy.
0: Right. You're going to try and hoard that. Yeah. And then, yeah. Eddie and I were thinking of doing that. I would think, I don't, I mean, I know PS5s are tough to come by. Like, I had a buddy reach out to me, hey, if you need one, I just got an extra one. Like, I'll sell it to you for cost. But I was like, "No, we're not. We're not there yet. With a six-year-old, three-year-old, they don't need. They to. still
2: don't have PS5s available to just go. I scoop guess not, up? or
0: or maybe they're they're huff, I don't know, tough to come by, or there's yeah. too much to make. I don't know enough about it, just because I still have my PS3, which I kept, and all my old sports games, which have been defunct now for ten years or whatever, and that's good enough for me. When I I don't, I turn it on, you know, maybe once a month so I don't need to drop 600 bucks on a PS5 where I'm barely going to be able to play. Right. So my kids are getting into some of the more basic stuff, like they have uh, tablets that they play games on, um, and now my oldest is starting to get into watching me and playing a little bit with me some of the older sports games. So I think we'll start there before we dive into the deep end with the the top-of-the-line gaming system.
2: Yeah, don't let them know that there's better gaming systems available. Just let them know this this Atari right here with this joystick top-of-the-line. Yep. (laughs) By the way, Kim Jones got herself a new job. Saw that. She's going to be covering the Giants for Newsday. That's great. I know she's been staying active and
0: attending a lot of the availabilities and the press conferences. Obviously, she does the show here Sunday with Moose, which I uh, listen to religiously when I'm on my way to work on Sundays. So that's awesome
2: for Kim, and I'm happy yeah. to see that. Uh, just too bad it's this late into the season already.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it gives her a chance to kind of get uh, reacclimated with... I mean, look, she's covered the NFL for... Yeah, before like said- the Yankee gig, and then obviously NFL Network. This would be a little different because she'll be back to doing a lot of writing. I'm sure there'll be multimedia content she can do as well. But it's a different outlet, I get. I, I When she covered the Giants... Before she did the Yankee gig, Eddie might remember Star Ledger. Start there. You're right. Yes, that's what it was. That's so it's right. a new outlet for her. Yeah, but they do a nice job with their
2: their football coverage from Newsday. Yeah, so and you're she'll right. Be, like, she'll be a good uh, asset. Even after between NFL Network and this, she was at the Giants all the time. Well, that's what I mean.
0: She it, it you know. I, I however it ended with NFL Network this past at the end of last season. She's essentially kind of I guess been like a free agent, and I guess on her own accord you know, attending and staying up on things and keeping her relationships going. and She, I know, I know she knows a lot of people in the giant organization, both in the locker room oh, and in sure. the front office, even though there's been some turnover there. So I think it'll be, uh,
2: it'll be a great spot for her. Good for her. Let's say, Hey, Kim Jones, good for you. Hey, good for you. Hey, good yeah. for you. Uh, what do you think uh, Brian Cashman meant by this? Cause I was confused. Sure. Brian Cashman says Hal Steinbrenner was the Mariano Rivera of Aaron yes. Judge talks. You really are you like playing dumb,
0: and you want me to answer it, or you really don't know?
2: Well, like which Mariano Rivera—the one after the nine eleven tragedy oh, where right he now. blew a save and Call, ruined it, the World Series—or on, on. the one, Stop.
0: the other Th- one. Don't be silly now. You're talking about the greatest closer in the history <laughs> of baseball. Well, no, no, the he same. was no. Everyone has some failures
2: on their resume. Everyone does, Al. Right, but that's... find me one who doesn't. That's. Right, that's that right. You're right because all these Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady lost a lot of big games. Yeah, and
0: could have lost more if not for you know. But not when we Epic needed Falcons him. collapse.
2: Not when we needed a most after
0: 9-11. Yeah, that was a tough pill to swallow. I mean, but they, he when, didn't exactly get knocked around in that last inning against the Diamondbacks. There was some soft contact, as they'd say. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work out. It that's backfired. when we know
2: there's no sports gods. Yeah, right? I. That's it. That's the defining moment. It's funny.
0: You're right. Um, I've had this debate and this argument with friends about which was worse, that or blowing the 3-0 lead against the Red Sox in '04. 4 And as historic as that was, for me personally, and I think it had to do with what you just touched on, the emotions after 9-11, the age that I was at the time, the 2001 World Series and the way in which that went down in Game 7 to me was a tougher pill to swallow. Yeah. Then the Red Sox collapse.
2: Mike Piazza got it done after 9-11. That guy lifted the entire city, put the
0: city on his back. He did in that one game. I mean, that yes. was
2: unbelievable. Yes.
0: Well, there were, if you recall, and you probably don't, there <laughs> were plenty of moments for the Yankees I don't in recall that those. postseason, in that series against the Diamondbacks. <laughs> that was the sequence here in the Bronx where they had the back-to-back walk-offs,
2: I don't recall Jeter, Mr. <laughs>
0: November, Scott Brocious. You don't know. I don't really and they, any of that. He thought, okay, they took these. They're going to go out to Arizona. They're going to finish this off. Andy Pettit gets shelled in game six. And then in game seven, never forget this. Alfonso Soriano basically golfs a Kurt Schilling splitter off his shoe tops about 15 rows deep in the left field seats to pad the Yankee lead. And I'm like, this game is over. Here comes Mo. We're done. Game, set, Match. Next thing you know, there's Luis Gonzalez plooping the ball in the center field, and the Diamondbacks are celebrating. And it just—it happened so fast; it was just you were just in shock.
2: So, so Brian Cashman meant Hal Steinbrenner closed out the negotiation. Oh, closed. He came in closed and the deal. closed
0: the deal. Yes. What was as, the
2: closing deal? He just said, I'll give you more money. Or well, well,
0: a judge, as we know, uh, now flew into San Diego, which people thought was just to attend the meetings, but he was meeting also with the Padres. Who Very made sneaky this... of the Padres. Yes. Well, the Padres you know, have got money to throw around, apparently. So they offered, apparently, 10 years, $400 million to Judge. Damn. Which he then, I'm sure, took back to how or the word, I guess, Jack Curry from Yes said that his understanding was how called Judge, but I'm sure... It got back to Hal. Hey, here's what's going on. Here's what he has on the table. So he's in Italy, which I know some people have been saying he's on vacation. I don't know if that's true or not. Apparently, he has a hand in AC Milan, the soccer. Hal club. is in Italy. What all this is going Hal is down. in Italy. Oh, yes. it is still in there, as far Italy. as I know. So he placed this phone call to Judge on, I guess, what was late Tuesday night, West Coast, and early Wednesday in Europe. And they got on the phone and the story goes hal said do you want to stay with us do you want to be a Yankee and judge said yes okay what do you need what will it take I need the ninth year and so he went from I think it was eight years 300 million or 320 million somewhere along those lines to nine for 360 and that's what got it done from so Italy. technically he left another year at 40 million on the table if you believe the padre's offer was 10 for 400 and plus who knows how they're structured is there you know deferred money I mean who, that's all like the Yankee contract technically isn't even official yet. They still he's got to do his physical. They got to iron out some of the language, but the agreement is in place. So Hal got on the phone and sealed the deal, which is what Cashman meant.
2: So do you think the Padres were legitimately like last minute, or were they in the mix all along? This seems like a weird. I, I mean, five, it sounded like the grand, offer was million.
0: essentially last minute. I can't speak to you know everything was done very hush hush, right? Um, the Yankees didn't really seem to know or say a whole lot i know jack curry also reported as late as tuesday night before everyone kind of went to bed he's talked to multiple yankee officials who were concerned or uh what was the word he used um worried yeah it were wasn't worried, worried but something along those lines they were not they, they did not have a great feel for what was happening but they weren't he confident You we had the Heyman tweet and you know people where did that come from did someone leak something to him to try and Rattle the Yankees' cages. How close was it to happening with the Giants? Then all of a sudden the Padres get involved. You know, Judge's agent, I don't think I saw that person. I believe I believe it's a woman, if I'm not mistaken. But wh- whoever that individual is, I don't think I saw give a quote or speak anywhere at any point. Think about that compared to, like, Scott Boris, who's got all these silly sayings for all his... He's got all hilarious He's never jokes. met a microphone he doesn't like. You yeah. Know? So this was all done very hush-hush. The one thing I did see, I think it was Andy Martino... From SNY said that apparently that Judge video when he landed in San Francisco to go meet with the Giants before Thanksgiving was staged, which it's, it kind of seemed it did that look way. Staged, yeah. But apparently that has since been. So there was a very calculated plan from Judge and his camp, and it seemed like they played it pretty well, and ultimately they got what they wanted.
2: Yeah, it was weird uh, coming in here yesterday morning when there was no deal done, and reading the article from Time Magazine. That was with, another layer. With those yep. quotes yeah. of him, like, uh, I see myself as a, in the future, being married to. From high school, yeah. His wife and yes. playing for the Giants. Very shrewd. Saying how annoyed he was at the Cashman. Well, we, for, but to be fair, we knew that. Well, right, he, but to hear him say, yeah, it or, or to have yeah. it in print. Well, apparently with he did the Giants that interview quote.
0: the week after the Yankees got eliminated. And oh. it was up to time when they were going to release it. Oh. Now, did Judge and his camp have influence on that? Maybe they did. Um, the timing is curious, but hey,
2: what well, was the athlete of well the year? That ends well. Is that a new thing that they do? I don't ever remember a time athlete of the year. Well, well I they feel did like the time that's a person thing. of the year. That I know. So this was athlete of the year. It used to be man of the year, right? Well, but as you know, silo women can be, of man can. of the year also, person of the year, and person of the year both. Should make it human of the year. Human the of the human year fund. The Human Fund. <laughs> I just watched that the other day because I wanted, and this is what Netflix should do, and they don't do. I want, I wanted Christmas episodes of my favorite sitcoms. Okay, so I had to Google like Seinfeld Christmas themes, find out what season and what episode. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. and then so I watched a couple of. Them. So there was so that one with the Human Fund, of sure. course. Then I watched one of uh, where Kramer goes on strike that. I don't even know. That could be the same with the episode. With the bagel store? the bagel store. That was a Christmas-related one. Yeah. Uh, the was it, el- wait,
0: it wasn't, that wasn't the same as... Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I get them all confused. There's no, so many storylines. Uh, the one you hate. with What's my The Festivus. Oh my, thank you. Festivus. Yeah, it was Festivus. You're right. No, you're it, right. It was that Festivus. That is the episode, right? Yeah. When he goes on strike. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, that was the same. The
2: Elaine Nip. Oh,
0: sure. Uh, yeah. Christmas a Christmas card. card? Here's your Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. But yeah, they should have like a, a section on Netflix right. of the of the series they have any like Christmas-related episodes. Now, obviously, as long as they have the rights to yeah, that yeah. show at that time, yes. But that's yeah, that I like that. Yeah, because I, I I wanted something Christmas to get me in the spirit, but yeah. I wasn't wanting to sit through a cornball movie.
0: Now, when you say your favorite shows and the Christmas, like what other shows would be on that list? Like that Thirty Christmas?
2: Rock, The Office. Okay, those th- those are the only ones I remember. Gotcha. Okay. All right, CeeLo, let's uh, take a break here. When we come back, let's uh, finish up with our football notes, a couple Mets notes. I have. Yeah, let's not forget about I mean, I've that. I've got some more Netflix, Amazon situation oh. type things. Oh, we got a football game tonight, Raiders. The Raiders. With p-
0: p- potentially Baker Mayfield quarterback
2: in <laughs> the Rams. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. With one practice under his belt. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> By the way, CeeLo, great friends, great tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos Tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. I like to go mosh into the song. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al. I'm with CeeLo today. Jerry is uh, at Ohio State. In lovely downtown Columbus, Ohio. He's, Rutgers. He's, he's got Rutgers, uh, Ohio State tonight. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be back here tomorrow somehow. I'll think of him when there. I know there's tipping off. That hey. used to be the the wildest thing with Boomer do, when Boomer was doing the Monday night games. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I would be fading into darkness. <laughs> and the Monday night game didn't kick off right. yet. And he's in yeah. that city. Yeah. And I know I'm going to see him at 5 a.m. Yep
0: so weird. The beauty of air travel, Al. That's unbelievable. I'm looking to see if this is one of these 9 p.m. tips. I don't think so. I think it's like a 7.30 uh, start for Jerry. Not a terrible flight, I
2: would imagine. Not terrible.
0: By the way. Yeah, 7 o'clock. You're right.
2: Good news for the Jets. Von Miller is out for the season. That's Uh, good news for them because they thought they were playing him this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. If he came back this week, I don't think even ACL discovery aside. Yeah. I don't. He had exploratory surgery on Tuesday. <laughs> even if they had gone in, it was like, oh, he just needs a little scope and a cleanup. Like I, so I, he
2: wasn't playing. Even if he did, he couldn't have been. Plus, a plus, if if he played and I'm Rob Salah, I go work the ACL. Work the, yeah, right. Work, work the, the ACL. Knee. Work the knee. Here's yep. the
0: problem for the Jets. They've got the flu bug going through the team now. Oh, really? And yeah, they had. I think four or five guys mispracticed practice yesterday. And then this Max Mitchell, who's been playing right, tata, he got benched Sunday, and they brought uh, George Fanton. But, like, they've they've lost a million tackles this year to injury. And yesterday, all of a sudden, oh, he's on the non-football injury list. And they're like, what happened? And Saul was like, I'm not going to get into it. Oh, boy. So who knows what that's about? Could be, I mean, it could be anything. Could be uh, an illness. Could have obviously... Something that happened away from the facility, but they did not want to get into. The I
2: feel specifics. like if it's an illness, you say it's an illness. Well, I don't know. I mean,
0: it's his own right. His own. If he doesn't want to reveal, I, I don't know. But oh, it was up just to the interesting to. Who knows? I don't. I don't want to speculate. Point being, hmm. he's not available now. He probably wasn't going to start anyway. But it's just another hit to their depth, and they've lost quite a few offensive linemen slash tackles already this year.
2: I also feel like I'm always reading that the Buffalo Bills have an illness going around their locker room. That just seems like every week on a Pro Football Talk yeah. or something, so at some point during the week, I see that the Bills are ill. There's been more than one instance of that yeah. this year, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they're up in Buffalo. Right. It sucks up there. Cold. Cold and flu season. Cold and yeah. flu season all the time, yeah, even I mean, in look, the summer.
0: I I don't think no matter how you slice it, the deck is stacked against the Jets this week, but to be fair, that's generally when it works out better for them. Like, I had no co- – and everyone I heard last week, oh, I think Jets, they're going to win. That I like them in this game against the Vikings. They're gonna-. Now, in fairness, they didn't get blown out or embarrassed. They had their chances, one for six in the red zone. You know, if Garrett Wilson doesn't step out of bounds, or if Barrios doesn't drop the pass in the end zone, maybe they do win the game. They played well enough to be in position to win. But usually when everyone starts to get on their bandwagon is when it goes south. Yeah, In this game, it's like, oh. They beat the Bills already. Bills want payback. They're going to Buffalo. Now they've got guys with the flu. So it's like when everyone starts to count them out it's maybe when they catch you by surprise right. a little bit.
2: Let's that hope so. Sad,
0: I, I still don't think they're
2: going to win. on Sunday. One o'clock Sunday. Yeah. By the way, the Cowboys, they play the very terrible Houston Texans yes, this weekend. Yes, but
0: Davis-Mills back in. that uh, The Kyle Allen experiment
2: lasted two weeks. Kyle Allen yeah. out, Davis-Mills in. Great. But the Cowboys are favored by 17, <laughs> which is the biggest spread so far. The battle of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, I was talking to Jerry about this a couple weeks ago, when the Texans first came into the league, brand new expan- expansion team. 2002, I believe. Uh, they were they were the Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. I think it was like in Week One. Yeah, Week One, and they beat the Cowboys in their first season. That was season? wild. Is yeah, that right. Yeah,
0: I remember oh, I it was a shock. Out. With uh, it's revenge David spot Carr time. David Carr, quarterback. David Carr, yeah. He had PTSD from the beating that he would take. And well, I think.
2: I think Tony Romo was the Cowboy quarterback back then. Is that
0: right? I we'll think. Take a look at this. Who
2: knows? See how accurate Al is. I sometimes but, have a good uh, memory with look old football. At you. Week one. Week one. What was the score? Nineteen
0: ten in Houston.
2: Oh, it's in Houston. Okay, but still it was the Dallas Cowboys. Let me see
0: if I can get a box score
2: here. I remember there was a lot of buzz around the Texans after that.
0: Yeah. Well, that was a little. They were a little ahead on that. Yeah. The Texans that season. They came back down the earth. Went.
2: One, two, three, four and 12. Four and 12, That's not great. Not but great. the guy, they beat the Cowboys That's in, uh, no. you know, their Texas their Texas rivalry. Let's do this. Let's go to pro football. They'll have it. Pro By the way, while you look for that, uh, this OBJ situation in the Cowboys. Yeah, I know. It, kind of the, the players are,
0: are starting to get a little, well, at least one player. <laughs> yeah. Starting well, to get first, a little.
2: Micah Parsons said. Yeah, this is great. OBJ yeah. be ready to roll in five weeks. Yeah. Right. What do we think? No. Right somebody said to me yesterday, what did Beckham think? He was
0: gonna like take these visits and no like just get signed without having to show that he's yeah. ready to play or
2: then yeah, I don't know if you'll have audio of this Demarcus Lawrence or if he said this I saw the to quote. a reporter. I, I
0: haven't I haven't heard it. I mean it might exist somewhere. I'll have to look for it, but I yeah. did I did see the and quote. It- what was that? Noise? That was uh an ad I quickly oh, okay. muted here as I'm looking up this De-
2: Yeah, so DeMarcus Lawrence, uh from the Cowboys talking about OBJ joining the Cowboys. He said quote I'm trying to reach a Super Bowl. So if he can come and help us with that, then yes, I'll accept him. But if we're just going to do the circus? Yeah. No, I don't. Yep. <laughs> I nope. think you're just going to do the circus, so better off. You
0: can, blame, mm. you can blame your owner for getting involved with all that. And yeah, all, I don't and, know what... I mean, they've been publicly campaigning for this guy yes. for weeks. Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. What? Your role in this, I don't Did you I, see. They I don't. Like, to, they ever, I'm sorry. Go I don't
2: ahead. ever like like screwing up a team's
0: chemistry, right? Well, I mean, I get it. It's like they want to put themselves over the top. Beckham joined the Rams last year and helped them win a Super Bowl. Same reason the Bills were interested. I, I never understood it from the Giants' standpoint. I mean, I get, it. oh, he's gonna come back home, but I don't know. I just didn't see it. So they went to Zeke and they were like, because Beckham was what at the Mavericks game over the weekend, yeah. and they they were like Zeke, well, why didn't you go? And he was like. He's like, well, I, he goes, I go out, you guys get on my, you know what? I stay home, you give me, like, what do you want from here? You know, like, I can't just chill at the crib and right. it's no big deal. Right.
2: You didn't go out with them? Or does the team not like right. you anymore? Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right, here you go. Cowboys, Texans, yeah. season opener 2002. As we mentioned, Houston won 1910. David Carr was 10 of 22 for 145 <laughs> yards, but threw two touchdowns. He, threw, he completed 10 passes, two of them were touchdowns. That's correct. Let me see who caught Oh, well, they shocked touchdowns. the Cowboys that day. Let's see. Receiving. It's payback time, though. Corey Bradford and Billy Miller. Sounds like a couple of tight ends, if I had to guess, but I don't know for
2: sure. Would you take the Cowboys uh, with the 17 points this, this week? week? Uh, no. You
0: wouldn't? I don't. I No, I don't
2: like big spreads. <laughs> I stay, very away, I stay spread. away from those games. Yeah.
0: You, you said Tony Rose, not Tony Romo. Who was it? Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter. Carter. Yep. There we go. Who was, you thought Carr's line was bad? Quincy Carter was 13 of 30 for 131 <laughs> yards, no touchdowns and a pick, and was sacked three times. What a game.
2: What wow. a game. Stinker. Oh, big stinker. All right, we can move on from that now. All right, do I have time to get in? Oh, let me take this break here okay. first, or we're going to be up against it. I'm going to go get my makeup done. Uh, Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock. We'll be right back. Oh, and also hit oh. Amy Lawrence. What does she have Fawn to say? Miller. Finished. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back, finishing up the warm-up show with CeeLo this morning. Jerry will be back tomorrow. He's at Ohio State this evening. Now, the Mets did get this uh, Jose
0: Quintana. Very good, Al. Nailed it! Yeah, you were a little nervous about about. saying that, but yep. (sighs) We like him. Is he good? Guy's only been pitching in the big leagues for, like, over a decade.
2: Well, that's what I mean. Like, I've heard of him, so that's a pretty good sign. He's a solid,
0: dependable... (laughs) Back end of the rotation
2: left-hander. What does that mean? Back end of the rotation. <laughs> like uh, like I a would fifth? say a, No, I would
0: say probably. You're a back end of the rotation guy <laughs> yeah, around here.
2: I would say number four. Okay, so you got uh, Scherzer, right? You got Verlander, right? Who's left? I well, know they're hoping else they're going to sign this uh, Japanese
0: fellow. Kodai Sanga, Is that how it's pronounced? Okay, but yeah.
2: right now they don't have him. Well, so now Al, it's December. What is it? The eighth. I wanted today? Taiwan I mean, Walker. He's gone. No,
0: for what did he get six, seventy-two million bucks or I something? No, no, no. Want, so he's out? He's
2: out. This guy sounds like he's a front. Bassett apparently wants, right
0: like, now. you know, four year deals. Yeah. So they bring Quintana in for two. He pitched well after he got traded to the Cardinals last year. So they, they have to fill out the rest of the rotation.
2: Then I saw they got a lefty specialist who I never heard of, so he can't be that well, good. Brooks Rayleigh? Brooks Rayleigh, yeah, yeah. But he's a
0: specialist. Right.
2: Specialist. He gets out lefties. He just comes in lefty to lefty.
0: Problem is, he pitched for the Rays. Usually, when the Rays deal away a pitcher, yeah. it's not, you don't want to be on the
2: other end of that that trade oh it normally ends poorly for now
0: maybe more so with starting pitchers than relievers but i mean we'll see lefty special yeah still need mm. those guys in this day and age you know and yeah get oh those no. lefties
2: out you definitely get that wfan
1: wfan fm wfan fm hd1 new york always live on the free odyssey app